Hi friends, welcome to week three of our Behold series, which is a guided Advent journal for prayer and meditation. And I just wanna check in with you and see how you're doing. Cause week three is often in the time we're like, well, I've been doing this for a while, I'm kind of busy. And that's the time all of us wanna bail. So I'm just gonna invite you just to stay faithful, okay? And I understand that what we've been going through together these last couple of weeks has probably just engaged your heart in some ways you haven't thought about in a long time or ways that you haven't perhaps never thought about. And maybe it's you've experienced some uncomfortable things or maybe the Lord has brought some places that are just a little bit discomforting. And so I just want to, just to encourage you to keep going. And I know that it's going to pay off. So I want to keep, I just want to invite you to stay faithful, stay faithful to this process, keep coming to the groups, keep doing the journaling. And let's just see, let's just kind of recommit and kind of see what the Lord has for us for the rest of this Advent season and as we journey into Christmas. And so this is especially fun to talk about. I, I want to talk about the third week about childhood and about the child Jesus. And the quote that I chose for this week comes from a beautiful book on Advent by Mother Mary Frances, who was a poor Claire uh, sister for many years, and she just has so many wonderful things. And this is from her book called Come Lord Jesus, Meditations on the Art of Waiting, which that's a talk in and of itself. But <laughs> here's her quote. She says this. She says, the human heart is always filled with some kind of wonder. It is one of the first signs of the growing awareness of a small child. Who has not smiled to see a little infant discovering that he has feet? He has hands. He is full of wonder. Then as he grows, he becomes more and more full of wonder at the things he can do. Wonder is so radical to the human heart. Wonder is so radical to the human heart. And I think we see that especially in childhood. This before all of us, you know, before you and I learn our sophisticated self-defense mechanisms, all of us before trauma came into our life or rupture came into our life, all of us had a deep sense of wonder. And I think even in that, the places where our hearts have been wounded, there's something still like a, a, an ever-bearing seed of wonder that still keeps coming forth, that still keeps coming to the surface. And I think it's one of the things that we love about children is that they have very little filter from here to here. And they will often share with you exactly what they think. And they're quick to laugh, quick to cry. You just, you see their hearts unfiltered. And as they behold, you know, in, in this Advent season, perhaps you already have your Christmas tree up and they, children behold the wonder of the tree and they see the beautifully wrapped presents or they see snow falling for the first time or, you know, they see the families, the cousins come over and kids are just so full of wonder. And if you've ever been around infants, you know that it is indeed true what Mother Mary Frances is saying is that children, you know, they, they look at their hands and they, they can stuff their little feet in their mouth. And it's just like life is a continued adventure of wonder. And I, we've all probably as adults, you know, we call it adulting. <laughs> all of us get to a point, and I, I know myself, I've had these experiences where we say like, where did that wonder go? Like, where did it, where did it go? Where did the wonder, remember when you, did you have a kid, as you were a kid, did you ever in the summer nights, like get a pillow out and get your sleeping bag out with your friends and just look at the stars? And just the beauty of the stars, long before cell phones and all the things that distract us and just the beauty of the stars or lightning bugs at night in the summer. Um, just uh, fireflies, like just, it's just beautiful. Like the, the small things in life that we're, you know, we're just so captivated by. And as I was driving here, actually we're filming this, as you can tell, in a very beautiful place. And I was driving here with the window down and just the smell of the air, I felt like I was joking. I felt like a dog with my head out the window. Like, I'm like, it's so beautiful. It's just so wonderful. And I, I think a lot of us lose that sense of wonder. And as children, you know, we had that. And just this beautiful reality of, of talking about our childhood and about what was it like? What was it like to be you as a child? What were your experiences? 
even from the womb long before we have, you know, kind of a, a memory that we could part, you know, parcel together, kind of part and parcel together. But, you know, we have intrinsic memories of things we intuited from the womb of our mother until the time when we were little, as we grew and of the playfulness of childhood. I, I think I mentioned this week, I think one of the most popular things that kids say, the most frequent things they say to each other is, hey, you want to play? You just want to play? And, and, you know, plays is, you know, this, I think C.S. Lewis says, play is a serious work of heaven. It's a serious business of children. And that's how they learn about life. That's how they learn about rules. That's how they learn about other people. And and they play and they experience growth and they experience learning. And, and they, they learn what it's like to be uh, part of a family, that life isn't just all about them, that they learn something more. And there's, when children are safe, they can rest. And to the extent that you and I as children experienced that, that we experienced a mother and a father who were there for us, who could give to us, we experienced siblings and other family systems and friends and school, you know, schoolmates and all the things, the more we experienced that as a, as a communion, as a wholeness and communion, the more our hearts were safe to rest and the more we experienced just the deep grounding of who we are. And it's one of the reasons why in the catechism it talks about how, you know, the mother and the father, we experience God through mother and father. We experience God through relationships and and, and no one is father as God is father, as it says. And so the Lord continues to, to, to mold our hearts and to knit our hearts and to, to bring us into wholeness and communion. So where, where were the moments in your life um, that you remember from childhood? Sometimes I ask people, it's kind of a bit of an icebreaker, but it's like, what was your favorite? If you could even think about this, maybe that's a discussion you want to have. It's a very small thing, but it's amazing what happens. When you were a kid, what was your favorite dessert? Like, what was the thing that you absolutely loved as a child that you would eat 24-7 if you could? <laughs> and then, you know what? With that, there's always a memory associated with it. So maybe it was the ice cold chocolate ice cream that you all had at the beach every year on 4th of July. Or maybe it was the cake that your mom made you for your birthday every year. Or maybe your grandma at Christmas time made a beautiful dessert that you couldn't wait for her to bring it. Your whole idea was like, can grandma come so she can bring that dessert? It's amazing what happens when we think about these things and even the simple, the simple joys of childhood about you know school and about maybe sports or dance lessons or you know the things in our life that uh, that we learned about other people and we learned about life we you know went to mass on Sundays and we had those experiences that, of, of growing up and I one of my favorite gospel passages is actually and I, I mentioned this week from the gospel of Luke chapter 2 verse 52 where it says that Jesus you know after his mom and dad find him in the temple and he's obedient with him and he goes down to Nazareth with them it says he grew he grew in age and stature and in favor before God and man that it is good that you and I grow. It is good that we grow. So where were those experiences as, as a child that are, are dear memories that are joyful mysteries to you? And, and then also, like we've been talking about, what were experiences of our childhood that maybe were more like sorrowful mysteries? Maybe places where you know, we weren't accepted or places where things were very difficult or places where we had to grow up very quickly. I think one of the most sorrowful things, aside from like the shattering of abuse or just the shattering of, of divorce or death is, I think one of the most shattering things for us as children is when we have to grow up very quickly and, and there is no more play. And, and there's no room in the family system for joy or for delight or for just simple time together. That something has happened and, and that's no longer safe. And, and so we grow up as adults and it's very hard for us to find rest as adults where we take on all the responsibilities and we feel like everything's up to us and we have to fix everything. And, and it's an unbearable burden. <laughs> it's an unbearable burden. And you know what? Actually, Jesus is not asking that of us. 
which is why he says, you know, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I'm meek and humble of heart. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, and that meekness is, is the strength that the Lord has, the strength that is sheathed so it can bring refuge in life. Where is he inviting you uh, to come to a place of rest? And that can be scary for us, I think, as adults. Uh, it can be, as, as like Father was saying last week in the quote um, from on the book of St. Joseph, there's a risk of vulnerability. But with that risk, my dear friends, as we allow these places of our childhood to come to the surface and, and the things that maybe we still believe about ourselves to this day, as we allow that to come to the surface and allow the Lord to speak the truth to us of the goodness of who we are, our hearts are transformed. So can I just speak to you for a second of just the goodness, just the goodness of who you are as a son or a daughter of God. That you behold the goodness because you're made in the image and likeness of God. And God has not changed his mind about you. And no matter what your story is right now or what you're facing right now, what's going on right now, God has not changed his mind about you. And he sees you and he knows you and he loves you. And his heart is for you. And the Lord desires to restore what has been lost, my dear friends. He desires to, to bring us into wholeness and communion. He desires to bring us beyond the places. All of us have these dark caves in our heart where many times we're trapped in pain and all we're doing is trying to survive. And all of us have our own ways of surviving. And the Lord is bringing us to something far more than surviving. He's bringing us that we might have life and have it to the full. And that begins in the smallest places. So maybe this week, friends, as we just journey in our childhood, and once again, just I want to invite you not to try to figure it out or control it. I just want to invite you just to notice what happens this week. Just to notice in your heart what happens. What do you notice about yourself as a child, both beauty and sorrow? What do you notice? And we're just going to bring everything to the altar of the Lord and allow Him to, to speak to whatever He wants to speak to so He can speak the truth to us of who we are. I do hope this week you will experience something new about yourself as a child. And no matter how young or old you are, we are perpetual children before God. We are beloved sons and daughters. That is, that is our identity. That is who we are. And so I pray that you will experience the truth. It's nothing you have to conjure up or tell yourself nice things. But I hope you experience just the truth, even in the smallest way, of the goodness of who you are. And next week we'll talk about, we're going to spend time with the Holy Family as a whole. And we're going to talk about the healing of our families. So here we go, friends. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.